All right. Well, welcome to the No Name, No Fame podcast. My name is Morgan, and this is my co-host, Nathan. We also want to be sure to give a shout out to our producer. Uh, I forgot your producer name, but this is... MC Grant. There you go. MC Grant. Okay, we got to be sure to give him a shout out. He's going to be doing all the uh, hard work for us. Uh, so on this week's podcast, we're going to be discussing NBA All-Star Weekend. We're also going to give an overview of the Super Bowl since we were off last week. And we're going to give a brief into what's new in the MLB. Uh, we do want to go ahead and let everyone know. Um, well, I'm we going to have to make it brief, but I can talk all day long if you let me. That's right. So we might have to cut off, Nathan. Uh, we also want to let everyone know <laughs> that we now have a Facebook page that you guys can all go follow. You can interact with us. We also have a Twitter and an Instagram. And Nathan, correct me if I'm wrong. Is the Facebook page also No Name, No Fame pod? No Name, No, no, name, no Fame podcast. Okay. Yep. And then Twitter and Instagram are all at no name, no fame pod. So you guys can all follow us there. We'll be posting um, when we release new episodes, we can engage, you guys can send us messages. So it'd be easy way to engage with everyone. Um, so Nathan, we're going to go ahead and jump into NBA All-Star Weekend. Um well, I guess your first question was, did you think it was a total waste of time? I did not. But what were your thoughts? You can start with Friday with the Celebrity All-Star game and then the Rising Stars game. So I didn't think the entire weekend was a waste of time. <laughs> I, I'm not a big fan of the game, um, but but for this, but for, I love the Celebrity game. My boy Albert Pujols was out there. Um I'm not sure if you saw this video, Morgan, but somebody posted a video of Albert Pujols running down in the celebrity game, and he, he's he's a very out of shape human being. And people were like, I, would you believe that that was like the greatest baseball player of the 21st century? So was that him? I'm assuming he's still not in his uh, his baseball shape. He might be a little bit. He's been out of his baseball shape for a while, and he just retired <laughs> this year. <laughs> Yeah, he he looked a little bit different than what I was anticipating, but I I was he's, really pleased with the, with the celebrity game. DK Metcalf, he always comes to play. He's done it the last couple of years. Well, and, and I'm a I'm a big fan of Richard Jefferson, and and I loved how he was a commentator, and then he <laughs> then he was a ref, and then he hopped on on the court to play the last few minutes. Yeah, yeah, he did really good. Um, which, which uh, did you hear what Giannis said to him while while he was roughing? He was Mike. He said something about Mike Davis or Mark Davis yeah, roughing the game. He he said that you are worse than Mark Davis. Yeah. And, and shit to quote him. <laughs> and then I think uh, the guy that's on Jimmy Kimmel when he had that pizza delivered and he tried to offer some um, the skills challenge, they just need to take that out altogether. The skills challenge is <laughs> terrible. So I watched every second of Saturday and definitely the skills challenge is not anything that ever, like, I was on my phone most of that. I can't remember who said it, which one of the commentators, but so Drew Holiday replaced Giannis for Giannis, Team yep. Antetokounmpo. And he said that that actually makes them better. In the skills challenge. Um, <laughs> yeah, no. I Oh, was it was it Reggie Miller that said that? It might have been Reggie Miller. I'm not sure. I thought Draymond Green did great. I love Draymond Green as a commentator. Yeah, yeah he did good. But yeah, 
I don't know if they just don't have team like people that want to compete in the skills challenge or I mean, I, I mean, yeah, cause nobody challenge. took it seriously, which <laughs> last year, the um, Giannis and his brothers, they took it real serious last year and they won it last year, didn't they? Or was it the Rooks that won it last year? I, I don't remember, but, but I watched it last year too. And they actually seemed to take it a little more seriously last year, but on this year, especially the team that won, the team that won put in the least amount of effort. <laughs> well, I Jordan yeah, Clarkson. Was wearing his chain during the, the the first challenge and just running around at very slow pace. Yeah, they just need to take it out altogether. The skill challenge. Yeah, is I'm not. But yeah, my my personal favorite of the whole weekend is of course the three point contest. Um, I, why uh, the guy from the Knicks, Julius Randle, why he was in there is beyond me. I, I you see the video out. of his son crying about how bad he did. <laughs> And then uh, Kevin Herter, which Herter. Oh, and, I feel bad for him. Uh, well, he and Tyler uh, Hero. I, I mean, I don't think I think they were both. This was their first time, and you could kind of tell because I think they both ran out of time. Um, I think that they just kind of misjudged how yep, to do yep. it and and what was going on. But I would like to see them do it again because I think they're both really good. But. So you need to practice more. I like I know you're not the biggest baseball follower or the follower at all, but Pete Alonso for the Mets, he is known for the home run derby, and he takes the home run derby more serious than he does the regular season. Like like his batting practice before every game, he'll do it in a home run derby format and like the timing and I he straight up practices for months to prepare for the home run derby. Well, that's probably what these guys might they might should have yeah. done, but because they they were running out of time. But I was I was really happy Damian Lillard won it. I mean, he's such a good shooter. Oh yeah, and he needs something on that resume besides just a couple big shots here and there. <laughs> but he was rookie of the year, and I think that's all he has on his resume. So now he has rookie of the year and and um this three point challenge. Now, don't contest. And in comparison to the the last few years, I thought this one was really Oh, good. it was great. It was great. Uh, the only guy that I really thought was not entertaining was the, the guy from the Knicks, uh Jerry Yeah, Sims. I, I got that written down. That was pathetic. I pathetic. He just, that, it he was just, cringy to watch. It was I got felt embarrassed watching on the couch. I'm like, one, these dunks are terrible. He did the same dunk twice, and then he couldn't even get the dang letter open. And what kind of idea was that to begin with? I don't oh, know. it was cringy. He had and the guy and then he got like a forty eight for one of them. Like, how do you get a forty eight for that? Yeah, the judges went really soft on him. He was like the biggest guy out there. He had no creativity. But Mac McClung, when he did his first dunk, I was like, oh my gosh, he came to play. Well, because he's only a year or two younger than me, and I remember seeing his highlights in high school. Yeah, and um, then he went to Georgetown first, then he transferred to Texas Tech. I mean, he's he's always been an I am um, internet on um, sensation for dunking. So, I mean, I, we called this and plus he was the favorite by a long shot on the Vegas odds. I mean, he was, I mean, we all knew he was going to win, but I didn't think he was going to be that impressive. I mean, he didn't miss a single dunk. They're all first try. Yeah. Um, and, and I think it was Draymond that said it that like for such a short person, he dunks, I like, wanted the creativity. And then two, he dunks so violently for such yeah. a short person. I know. Yeah, he did great. When he went over those two guys' head, I, I can't believe he was able to hit tap it off the backboard and still dunk it. That was yeah. unbelievable. Did you see that he's the first white uh, the first on um, white person to win since nineteen um ninety six? 
I Hilarious. All right. And then, <laughs> so the actual all-star game, the most entertaining part was the draft. I thought, um, I, I like, yeah, I, I love the draft. Yeah. But I mean, the game did you itself, see how Jokic, Jokic went, uh, he drafted himself to the bronze <laughs> team. And, did you see what he said um, afterwards? That he thought he was the last one or whatever? He thought it was the last one, which I think made it worse because, like, now like, you're saying that, like, uh, that uh, you didn't know that marketing was even up there. <laughs> yeah. Like, you, like poor guy. Uh, I love when Giannis drafted John Morant and he wasn't even on the stage. <laughs> yeah. That yeah, was classic. Um, but. So, but is, like, the draft, is that, like, was that just good acting? Or was that already pre-drafted? Because, like, how did they... I Unless I missed something, but, like, how did they have the jerseys already ready? I think they had, like, double. Like, they had all the jerseys ready. Okay, okay. That's what I assumed, at least. I know in previous years that they... I think they've pre-drafted. Like, had it already done? Yeah, like, uh, the first year of the draft, like, a couple years, like, 2016, 2017, I think, they uh, they drafted, like, a a month month beforehand, maybe a couple weeks. Hmm. The, the, well, the it might have been. That. It might have been what they did to have the jerseys ready. Well, it, it, if that's the case, then it was great acting by LeBron and Giannis. <laughs> I love Giannis. He is just everything he does. Oh, he's one of my game. favorites, and, and and I love how he walks out with a book because the last year, the on last time he was a captain, he had he had that same book. I loved. Was it last year when James Harden was the last pick, and neither LeBron or KD was trying to pick him? Because it was yes, when everything and, was blown um, up. And, and, and LeBron was like, well, um, um, Andy Hurt, he's not even going to play. And, yeah. and Charles Barkley was like, oh, no, he just got traded. He's fine. He's going to play. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that was last year. That was golden, too. All right. Oh, okay. So Kyrie's first week as a Maverick. <clears throat> so are we thinking that? So, yeah, be a so they won their team? first two games and then. Because, well, this uh, I don't know about. Did yeah, you see that yeah. Show? So, what? Let Luca. So Luca didn't play in the first two games. For yep, yep. And then his first game back is when they couldn't decide on who was going to shoot. Right, that was his first game back. Yeah. So lost. what? So what I'm noticing is in those games when Kyrie was playing those first two games by by himself and no Luca, there's like five and six people in double figures. And then when it's just Luca and Kyrie or just Luca, there's like two or three people in double figures and they're going into overtime and they're losing games. Yeah, well, see, that's what's so great about Kyrie. I, I know he's a knucklehead off the court, but if you can just eliminate that for a second and realize that, like, basketball wise, he is so great. He's one of the greatest of all time point guards. Like, and like, he doesn't even need the ball to be a scorer. Like, like he is perfectly fine um doing a catch and shoot or just being the on the on secondary person. I that's why he was so willing to pass the ball to Luca on their first game back for the for the final shot. Because I mean he doesn't need that. I mean now uh, he'll take it, but he's not Kyrie's not selfish on the basketball court. And he makes sure that um everybody gets involved. I mean, in his what, I think they played five games in those five games or four games. I think he played four. Um he's averaging um uh, 28, 7, and 5. I mean, Kyrie, if you can just forget, well, not forget because you can't forget some of the stuff he does, but if you can just like, eliminate or or separate his off-court antics, I mean, he is definitely one of the top three players in the game right now. 
Well, I think that when they're all, when they're both together, if they can still find a way to keep everybody involved. Um, I think they're yeah, and they're just learning because I'm not sure if you saw during the All Star game yesterday. I mean, um, their chemistry seems um, really good right now. I I just see them on um, messing around and joking around like on the bench yesterday. I mean, I, their yeah. chemistry looks really good. So like, it's it's just going to take time to learn how to play with each other. Yeah, I mean, and they they've still got a little bit over 20 games left. I I think they're going to be fine. I mean, you have you have those two caliber players. They just needed a little a little bit of time to to work everything out. Um, I think people expected it to, yeah. to snap right away, and that's just not the way things like and, that happen. And since the West is so tight together, I mean, they're gonna. I mean, they can be up to a fourth seed in two weeks, three weeks. Like it can happen. Oh, yeah. So all right, and then probably the biggest news: um, the odds that updated in the West after the KD trade to the Suns. Um, now, me personally, I don't. I'm still not picking the Suns to come out of the West, but I do think that they're going to be a, a tough, a tough. Yeah, um, because you're beat. a KD hater. I'm not a KD hater, but I just don't think that <laughs> I don't think they're going to beat the Nuggets in a seven game series. Um, that I don't even think they'd probably beat the Clippers in a seven game series. But he's he's not even back yet. No, I think he's supposed to come back here in the next few days after the break. Um. So, but we'll see. I mean, he's injury prone anyways the last two years. So we'll see how that goes. But I, I understand that the Celtics are a very deep team and they are a very good team. But I just, I believe in Giannis. So, like, I might personally. So Vegas has the Celtics at plus two seventy and um in the Bucks at plus four ten. My per my opinion, I think they need to be flopped. Like. I don't know. I just never like watching the Celtics. Like, yeah, they're good and yeah, they win, but like nothing about them really scares me. But like when I watch the Bucks play, like they just look like a team that just dominates and like and and they're a scary team in my opinion. So like I think that those two on numbers should be flopped. Well, we gotta see what Jan- what's gonna happen with Giannis' wrist. He's going to get another opinion about his wrist. Yeah, I mean. And not having Chris Middleton, they really can't afford to lose Giannis for a long period of time right now. Yeah. So that's yes. be interesting to see. And LeBron hurting his hands. So that's what I want to bring up next. This is the one I don't understand at all. So I don't know why people love the Lakers so much. I don't understand. I really don't. I thought that I people really hated don't. the Lakers. Yeah, it's yeah. I mean, us fans do, but people in the game seem to I I don't understand. Like so they are the uh, I'm 11th highest to win the championship now. I over Miami, over New Orleans, over Sacramento, over the Brooklyn Nets, which I know they lost their stars, but they, but the Nets are who they were before Kyrie and KD. Now, like they never should have. I, I told you that the other day. They should never should have signed those two players. They didn't need so. I, like their chemistry is so powerful, and they seem to be playing like that right now. And then they got them over. Um, well, the rest of the team sucks. So, I, I mean, I guess 11 <laughs> is fine, but it just seems really high. I'm putting Lakers last. Because, yeah, the rest of the team sucks. So, I understand they have better odds than those teams. But there ain't no way in the world the Lakers come. I, if they make the playoffs, they're not coming out of first round. They they would be lucky to make the play-in tournament, in my opinion. <laughs> they they just don't play any defense. They used to be so good on def- on the defensive end, and they don't play any defense anymore. And they don't have any. Well, that's the whole NBA now. 
Well, yeah, but the Lakers, they, they used to at least, they could be lazy on the wings, and then, like, AD could pick up the slack right there at the paint, but now, nope. Well, AD, like, you know how I feel about Anthony Davis. I think he's a wuss to begin with, so I won't even go there. I won't. <laughs> I won't. Well, we'll see. We'll see if Golden State can make a push. I wonder how, how much, do you know how much longer Steph Curry's out? They, that's still up in the air, like, I I was listening to somebody the other day, and they were like, the 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 report still is it can be any day, and it can be three weeks. I didn't real quiet about his injury, which is concerning in my opinion. He's got like like if you haven't given a for sure timetable by now, it seems like there's something more, and the Warriors need him back. Like I I still am a believer. In the Warriors, I did like the Astros to That's me. That's because you love Draymond Green. <laughs> <But>. <laughs> I love him as a personality. I, yeah, I mean, I do think he's a great leader on the basketball court, but... I bet uh, Jordan Poole feels the exact same way. Yeah, well, that, yeah, you're right about that. You're right about that. But they need Steph Curry. I mean, I, you'd be wow. foolish to say that any that anybody wouldn't need Steph Curry. So, like, I can't but I just hope he's healthy. Oh, Steph Curry? Do what? Yeah. I can't believe we didn't talk about Russell Westbrook. After he finalizes his buyout, he's likely going to the to the Clippers. To the Clippers. I really wanted him to come back to Washington, which I know that wasn't going to happen because he – I mean, I, I still think that he could help anybody win a championship. Like he's not the West, the Russell Westbrook of six, seven years ago, but now because like watching him, I get yeah, all right. So the turnovers, yeah, he needs to cut down the turnovers, so that's gonna hurt. But the the on Russell Westbrook that seemed to accept the bench role and being the sixth man and and running the secondary, I he just he's really mature, I think. I. I people have always hated on on Westbrook because he plays with such a like he's so aggressive and always yelling at fans. But he makes the worst. At the end of the day, I mean, he, he do what? I said he makes the worst plays of all time. <laughs> well, I, I just entertainment for us that because him and Kuzma have very um similar plays. Like, oh, yeah. like yeah. I, I, when they miss, it's awful. <laughs> Yeah, but you can't. Put but I know, no, but no, I agree. do what I said. You can't put Kuz in that category now because he's actually playing good. He plays great, but when he misses, he's missing by a couple feet. I mean, <laughs> it's it's which is good because he ain't afraid to, to throw the ball up. <laughs> which I'm not sure if you watched their last game right before the break. Um, I can't even remember who the hell they were playing. Are you talking about Wash? Are you talking about uh, Washington? The Wizards, yeah. Because mm-hmm. him and Bradley Beal were going off in the fourth quarter. I can't even think of who they were playing, but they came back in the final minute, and they were down by like twenty-eight or something at one point. And they came back and won. Oh, I can't man. think of who the hell they're playing. But um, I do. But I'm back to the Westbrook. I do think that he'll help somebody. He just needs to be on the right team. And I'm not the biggest fan. Of, I got the Clippers, but I think he could help them. Well, they probably liked how he was playing that six-man role. I think people would like having him come exactly, off the bench. Exactly. Like, he doesn't need good. to be a starter, and I, and I think he understands that now. That was a good role for him on the Lakers. 
Has John Wall been bought out yet or, or waived, whatever? I don't know. I don't know what he's going to do. I, I was so looking John forward to Wall. him having a good season. but um, So, is that all the NBA? Yeah, unless you wanted to talk about the um, fillers. But you saw Jalen Brown. He had his mask on uh, yesterday at the game. At the, uh, I'll start game. Are they allowed to wear black masks, or the, or they just ex- allow that Le- for um... LeBron wore a black one before? Yeah, but then they, but then they, um, they got rid of that. I'm uh, pretty well, sure they can't do that anymore. So, but, why? but I, it's supposed to, I, I forget, but like it's supposed to I be like a that. distraction or something. It's something stupid. Oh. Because like they let LeBron wear that when he was in Miami, and then ever since then they it has to be clear. I think the black ones look badass. That's just me. It says they. It says the NBA does not have a rule against a black mask. They just prefer players to wear the clear. Really, ones. I could have sworn. Wow. Well, I'm wrong. I could have sworn the black wasn't loud. Then why don't they wear black more often? They're so cool. I don't know. I said people I, see when it comes to movies and it comes to sports. People got to realize it ain't all that serious. It's about us fans, and us fans like the black mask. Well, it just said that it's <laughs> that they can wear it. <laughs> <laughs> Well, yeah, but they need to wear it more often. That's what I'm saying. Like, like the players need to understand that they're already getting their millions. They're fine. I'm in here making thirty something thousand. I need to see a black mask every once in a while. Oh my gosh! <laughs> I guess they they just said that Rip Rip Hamilton pop made that mask popular. I guess he liked to wear it. I would think it would get in your way with the mask. I would think so, and like your sweat, yeah, gets all caught up under there. Ew. Yeah, but these people are so rich. They probably get these specialized oh masks to form into their face. They're okay. fine. Bunch of millionaires playing a children's game. Jason Tatum told him he'd buy him a car because he was the one that elbowed him in the face. Yeah, that's all. Hey, I was taking him up on that too. Uh, he better have. Well, Especially because he just got that what? shoe that dropped. Yeah. How do you feel about the shoes? You look, you like the colorways on the I, shoes? I, I, do I like, like them. them. Jason Tatum's got good taste, so I'm not surprised. You know, I love my Kyrie shoes. I know he's not with Nike anymore, but God, I love you the probably, damn Kyrie's. You could probably sell those. I'm saying, I'm saying, but I've been working. So, on Caleb and I have been playing basketball like every day the last four weeks. I've been tearing them I'm shoes I'm surprised up. they hadn't had to call the police to the park. Y'all separated. <laughs> not us. I mean, I'm just there to lose weight. Caleb's there and. Because I'll be balling on Caleb. I'll be winning five games in a row and Caleb here throwing the ball across the damn yard. <laughs> no, I, y'all, I've seen you Sorry, guys go Caleb. at it. I've seen you guys go at it before. I'm surprised they have not had to call the police. <laughs> like, like when we fought about the air fryer? <laughs> hey, hey, Caleb. No, my favorite one is, hey, Caleb, when's your YouTube video over? Hey, what's it to you? He said, don't worry about it. I said, bro, I didn't want to know when the video's over. He said, don't worry about it. I'm like, day, son. <laughs> what? <laughs> His name was <laughs> Grace. Did, did, Grace did not know story? Does Grace not know the story? <laughs> I've heard that story. <laughs> so I had right, some Grayson. So I just put Tucker to bed. And, and then when I came downstairs and you know, I'm weird. I want to sit down and watch sports with a big old glass of milk. Okay. And and I didn't want to pour my milk until I knew what game was video was over so I could enjoy my milk with some sports. 
And so I asked Caleb how much I love on the video. He goes, don't worry about it. It's none of your business. I said, wait, wait, why are you getting so aggressive here? <laughs> Yo. And then I said, fine, I'm going to go drink my milk in your chair. He said, no, don't, don't sit in my chair. You can't do that. I said, well, when's the video? He said, don't worry about it. And then we <laughs> had a big fight. Big and then... yeah. Hey, <laughs> yo. And then the fight was like over, and then it kind of picked back up. He said, all of this was all about dairy, which you shouldn't even be having. <laughs> How is that related? <laughs> How is that related, bro? Oh, my God. He's a freak. <laughs> oh, that's hilarious. <laughs> I know that wasn't, you shouldn't even be having that wasn't dairy. necessarily a sports story but good tangent though Hilarious. maybe more uh, maybe um, we should start a patreon and, and put on there all monica <laughs> stories <laughs> yeah anybody can uh anybody can message us if you have any uh sibling fight stories <laughs> go ahead and send those in we'll read them yes weird. yes you read yeah you send a good story and we'll read them we'll do a a dramatic story the best stories can uh, can be on the show yeah, we want sibling. We want fighting with your sibling stories, please. You can win a. And we'll, t- a- we'll tell you if you can beat uh, the Vols brothers. Oh, we got stories packed. I, I don't know a lot of Grayson stories. I've heard some Caleb and Nathan stories, so we got to see. Hey, Grayson got some funny ones. Hey, Grayson, do you want to tell them the one in Kentucky? <laughs> <laughs> no, bro. No. <laughs> no, we can't tell that one. That one's not appropriate. No, yeah, a lot, of, a lot of my argument ones are like so vulgar and nasty. <laughs> not appropriate. Not family oriented. That ain't right. That, so if you so if you send us your story, um, you can win an Amazon gift card. I'm funded by Grayson. By me? Oh, Grayson, you're so generous. <laughs> He's so generous, Grayson. I get email on the phone, bro. <laughs> <laughs> All right, well, I think that is the conclusion of our part one. All right, well, welcome back. It's part two of episode one for the No Name, No Fame podcast. And Nathan, I know this is what you've been waiting for. Uh, we're going to jump into the uh, Major League Baseball. They've got a couple rule changes. We've got some, some news that's come out. So, Nathan, do you want to go ahead and... Uh, take us into what's going on with Major League Baseball. So they announced. So they announced last week um, their new rule changes that are that are coming this year that they have been testing in the minors the last two years. Um, I'll just go in order. I have it written down here. So the first one is the. So I'm not sure if you know this, Morgan, but in extra innings, the last so since COVID. And extra innings, um, so once it hits the 10th inning, each team starts with a runner on second base. And then it's just who scores first or who doesn't score, however you want to look at it. There used to be nobody would ever – so you wouldn't have a runner on second, so it's just extra, like, regular innings. Um, and it, it would just turn into a home run derby. So it's basically is whoever hits a home run first. Which I know a lot of people hate this rule that there is now a runner on second because it's childish. It's like Little League, blah, blah, blah. But, I mean, and it's not really about speeding the games up for me. It's just it's just more about, like, one is exciting. And I think there's more strategy involved when you have a runner on second base. Because 
there's more on defensive alignments, which there will be a more of a restriction on those this year, which I'll talk about next. But more defensive alignments, how you pitch to people, um, who you intentionally walk, and then offensively, it's like if you're gonna bunt the runner over, it's more small, it's more small ball involved when you already have a runner in scoring position rather than just a home run derby. Because like like and but I but that's just for the regular season. They're not doing it still for the playoffs, which I hate. Like if you're gonna have a rule, you're gonna do all regular season. Why get rid of it for the playoffs? Like yeah, well, it sounds like last year they had two games go into. Yeah, and and last year they had two games go in the 18th inning. One of them was zero zero. One of them was one one, and like nobody wants to be at the ballpark for six. Yes, it's a playoff game and it's a good atmosphere, but like when nobody's scoring or even getting on base, like it's not that entertaining. And then and then in the playoffs, you're using each team is using all their pitching, so they have nobody pitching. I'm ready to pitch the next day. Now, right. luckily for this season. The two games that were the 18th inning, both teams that won, won the like it, it was for um elimination, so the series was over, so they didn't have to worry about the next day. But and people are like, well, it's just part of the game, so I did have to adapt. Like it's part of the game. Like I did to be prepared for it. But if you have a rule that you use all regular season that prevents it. Why does it have to be part of the game? Like, why can't you use that same rule you've been using all year? And and, and like and like what we just said, it brings more strategy. It's more excitement for the fans, and like and for the fans that are at the game, I I know this is a a twenty first century problem. We're spoiled. I get it. I get it. First world problem. But like, if I'm at, if I'm at the game, and I'm there for six seven hours for eighteen inning game, my phone's gonna die. Maybe I'm in a city I not I never been into before. I'm gonna get lost. I'm not gonna want to know, know my way out of there. Yeah, well, let's hope you have a, a car charger or something like that with you. Um okay, but, what so what about, but what but what if I don't remember where I parked? I'm not gonna know how to get to my car. What if what if Nathan's had four too many beers and he can't even walk out of there? Yeah, and I can't call an Uber because my phone's <laughs> dead. Um, okay, so Nathan, uh, the pitch timer. Now you're promoting drunk driving. That's not safe. Nathan. <laughs> <laughs> so what about the pitch timer? So it's going to be 15 seconds with the bases empty, and it's going to be 20 seconds with runners on the base. Any Why? violations? What are you doing your research? I'm have, I'm proud. And it's going to be violations are an automatic ball or strike. Oh, I, I love it. I mean – I, I do, too. As someone who, I mean, I think, you know, I don't clearly watch baseball as much as, let's say, you. That, I think, is big as far as speeding the game up. Yeah, and they tested it last year in the minors, and I think they I think the average was at least, like, half an hour to 40 minutes shorter per game in the minors last season. Because, like, so not only does it make the pitches come in more often, I mean, it's just a few seconds than usual but it also kind of forces the hand on the hitters to put the ball in play more because i get i get i get just a reaction that builds off the top of each other like i i i guess speeds up everything so like more things have to happen um and i mean i've never really been a big fan of having to speed the game up but i'm not against speeding the game up like like i thought the game was fine at three hours the only part that i hated was i as a fan watching it 
and even as a player is back when they um when you could switch a reliever anytime you wanted to like now now a reliever has to finish the inning or pitch at least three batters but before you could you could throw one pitch and switch the reliever so that was annoying so i'm glad they got rid of that a few years ago um but overall, I mean, I'm I'm all for speeding the game up. I don't think it hurts or kills the game. Like I know a lot of people are, oh, you're changing the game of baseball, but like, yeah, I don't know. I, I'm just off when is, change. Like, when is the last time that some big rule changes like these have gone into play? I mean, they change rules every egg every year. Like the last one was the reliever, and then they changed um, what did they change before that? Um, oh, then. You can only um, visit the mound like six times a game. I mean, and they change stuff all the time, and and that and that actually leads into my next point. Like, it's a big deal now, but in a season or two, ain't nobody gonna remember because obviously I can't remember what the last big rules change were because like it's not really that, it's not that deep. Yeah, I feel like, like rules uh, change for every sport. I feel like baseball has more rule changes than basketball or, or football do. Yeah, and and I, I like it. Because it shows the MLB's trying. Like it might not necessarily work or be a fan like on favorite rule, but like at least MLB is trying. Now, well, they aren't trying in, in in other areas like all the blackouts. Like they don't want people watching baseball apparently. But when it comes to the actual play of the game, they do a good job on trying. But they got other stuff they have to address, like the dang blackouts. Ain't another way in the world. I should be. I live five hours away from DC. I should be able to watch the Day Nationals, but don't get me started on that. Well, I agree with you. Um, okay, so what about the bigger bases? They've gone from fifteen. Those inches are to 18 ridiculous. Inches. Ridiculous. Alex Cora for the Boston Red Sox. It looks like <laughs> a dang pizza box. Okay, so you, they're huge. So they added want... like three inches on each side. This one tweet said. He said, <laughs> "This tweet was like a woman can no longer tell me that on three inches ain't a lot." <laughs> All right, so the, so oh, one of their points that they've made is that it's supposed to increase safety. So, are you thinking? Are you agreeing with that? Do you disagree? Yeah, because because it it avoids people like at first base like, on tripping up each other, and I think I'm not sure they did it, but. I, I know they talked about uh, making the bases softer too, so like you don't like when it's wet or or anything like you don't land hard and slip and uh, that's how Harper tore his ACL. I mean, hard base he, and when it was raining, so when he hit the base, it just slipped and knee locked out. So like I think they changed that too, and then they changed where you're not so close into um running into the first baseman or them running into you vice versa. It, um, now I do. Now I don't know if it's good or bad, and this for this, but it's I think it's going to increase stolen bases because you're now six inches closer to the base, and six inches like that's a lot um, in the game of baseball. Um, so I don't know if that's a good thing or bad thing. Me personally, I would love to see more stolen base. I stolen stolen bases and base running is a dying art in the game of baseball because there's a lot of things that dying art in the game. It's all about does. It, Strike somebody out and hit the ball 400 feet. That's all the game of baseball is right now. So I kind of like to see more. And then two, they also could bring, it could bring bunts back in the game a little bit because if you know that runner is just like six inches closer to being safe with that bag, I mean, you might be more willing to, to um, bunt them over. Um, so yeah. I, I think it looks ridiculous, but in theory, I think it's a good idea. 
Well, it'll be it'll be interesting to see. And then one more that got on here is the shift restrictions. Yeah, I'm very pro banning shift. I mean, I I was pro for shift too, so I guess I'm a little hypocritical. You don't know but, what you're for. But so my dad made a good point. In other sports, basketball, football, etc., there are defensive restrictions. There's things that the defense can't do or just be unfair. It's kind of the same thing for baseball. If you can just so like in baseball, if you can put a player anywhere you want, then how is that really giving the offense a chance? Which I know the people say a professional hitter, you should be able to hit the ball the other way. But at the same time, if you can put in a rule to where they just can't like, cause like what's the point of having positions if you can just put anybody anywhere you want to. So I agree with that. So like it, it makes the game more fair. Um, and for people that don't know what the rule actually is, is that well, it, it sounds like two... they're. Go ahead. I'm sorry. I would say the rule is you can only have two. So I for the infield, you can only have two players on each side of the base. So the second baseman or first baseman can't go past um, second base. Third base shortstop can't go past second base, and they can't stand in the outfield grass. Yeah. Well, it sounds but, like they're opening so I, it up for more base. Joey Gallo, they'll have all eight people over there. Do what now? Oh, I said it sounds like they're more they're opening it up for more um base hits and base running. Yeah, for sure. I think it was sort if I think it was Corey Seager who this past season was affected by it the most. I think his batting average would have gone 25 points higher if they didn't have the shift, which in baseball 25 points is a hell of a lot. Like he would have went from a two sixty hitter to like a two eighty five hitter, like that, and it's like twenty five extra hits the season or something like that. Like it's going, it's uh, baseball is going to be different this year, and I think it's going to be for the good. I truly yeah, think. I think it'll be more exciting. And then too, because because we're also living in a in a day of baseball where pitching is dominant. Like I guess the game of pitching, like pitching is light years more advanced and hitting right now so if you can give the hitters just a slight more advantage i'm all for it even though i was a pitcher but i'm all here for it for all for all you listeners out there we're all beginners we're all amateurs here bear with us maybe sign up for that patreon one day and get the bloopers (laughs) of course my internet ain't, ain't working either so I can't even pull up the roster. But yeah, I, I like the Dominican Republic. That's who I room oh, for. Here, I got it. I'll read it for you. Um, I don't even know what I'm looking at, Nathan. <laughs> it's okay. <laughs> we can move on. I won't force you into this. I was trying to see some of the names that you listed off. I was going to... Juan Soto is on here. Who was the other guys? I said Manny Machado, Vladimir... Guerrero, yes. oh, Rafi Devers is on there, yeah, and um, Julio Rodriguez is on there. And then pitching wise, they got um, Sandy Alcantara, Luis Castillo, Emmanuel Classe. I think gonna be na- Jeremy Pena's on there. I think gonna be nasty. I love how all these guys are so young. Yeah, yeah, they're all you got Vladimir, like 22, 23, There's- Juan Soto's 23. 
Jose Ramirez is like 26, 27. Julio's 21. Manny Machado just turned 30. Pena's like 24. Samuel Contra's like 26. Like, they're young. The oldest guy is Cesar Valdez, and he's born in 85. That's the oldest guy I see. <laughs> That's awesome. But All right, should we? Oh, I, I – in the, the – I forgot about Gene Segura, Jorge Polanco, Evo Jimenez, Amen Rosario. They're nasty. They're nasty. <laughs> All right. Should we uh, head on over to Super Bowl and the NFL? Go ahead. I'll, you you can lead that one. That's all you, Morgan. I've been ranting enough. You go ahead. You let us know how you feel. Um, I mean, I was fine. I was fine with it. I I was just glad it was a close game. Um. I know a lot of people were upset with that holding call at the end. Um, I mean, personally, I thought it was a little bit too big of a game to call that right there. Um, I do too, but at the same time, I agree with Shannon Sharp. If it's a foul, it's a foul. But yeah, I do. I do. I am a big believer in just letting the kids play because they are kids. Thought... They're just millionaires. <laughs> oh my gosh, you harboring <laughs> uh, some resentment here. Um, <laughs> But I, I thought that Jalen Hurts and Patrick Mahomes both played, like, out of their minds. I thought they were great. Oh, Jalen Hurts was the MVP. He should – I'm going to I'm gonna skip Bayless here. Even though they lost, he should have been MVP. I, I mean, yeah. He – yeah. He, he really couldn't have done anything more than what he did. No, he's the reason why they're in that game. Now he did have that fumble in the first half that I know what ended was up that touchdown. It like just fell out of his hand. Just fell out of it. Just it just it happens. It happens. But the fact that it's more impressive that he came back out after that and um just the way he was like I he didn't let it phase him. Yeah, short term memory. Yeah. Um, and then we got on here. So Patrick Mahomes, he did he won NFL MVP. Uh, I mean, I agree with that. I thought all his numbers. He led the league. Um, every category. I, was Jalen Hurt snubbed? I don't think he was snubbed. I mean, he had a great season, but I certainly don't think he was snubbed. I thought Patrick Mahomes certainly deserved it, but he's Jalen Hurts has gotten I mean, better. I, every- I agree, Patrick Mahomes deserved it, but I can't. This me personally, I wanted Jalen Hurts. I just what he's come through with being um, benched in the middle of the national championship game at at Alabama, transferred to Oklahoma City, and then like he just had a lot of. I mean, he, he's always been a star, but he, he's had some haters along the way, and he just proven everybody wrong right now. And I'm, I, I'm a big fan of Jalen Hurts. So I, I wanted him to win it, but I mean, I'm not saying that Patrick Mahomes didn't deserve it. I think he deserved it, but I just wanted Jalen Hurts to win it. Yeah, I mean, he Jalen Hurts has gotten better every single year he's been in the league. So I'm sure this is his second or third year. Second, it's only his second, ain't it? Well, I thought it was his first season as a full start, like his first full season being first a full season starter. Yeah, because he came, he was, or maybe, or maybe last year was. This might be his third season. I'm tripping. Um, but Patrick Mahomes, so he led. The, he was first in yards, five thousand two hundred fifty. First in touchdowns with forty one, uh, and first in QBR. So, I mean, you really can't yeah. argue with that. So, uh, and then. Juju Smith-Schuster posted. Did you see his Valentine's Day tweet? Yeah, I was not a fan of that at all. No, I mean, of course, Juju. I'm all for making fun of some millionaires, but (laughs) but come on, Juju, leave it alone. 
Yeah, I mean, because the guy he owned up to it, like, and he's probably and like he hasn't really come out too much about it except for him him owning up that it was a hold. But like, I'm sure that he is hurting that he cost his team a chance to win the Super Bowl, and like. I mean, like, unless something's happened behind the scenes that we don't know about, but I, I doubt that Bradbury has even um, contacted Juju or anything. So, like, why why do that? Like, why start that? I don't know. Juju acts like he uh, carries the team on his back all season. All right, everybody. Well, that's the end of today's episode. Um, You can catch us again um, next week. We're going to try to drop on every Monday, if not Tuesday. Um, Next, since the NBA is – a few more days off. We're going to have a little more fun um, segments for you guys next time. And um, we'll try to pinpoint some, some key games that happen on next weekend and new rule and see what's going up with um, spring training um, and, and baseball since all, since the pigeons catch reported the rest of the players should report by then. Um, see if there's any big news in football. So um, you can catch us on, um, you can get us next week and you can stay um, updated with us on our social media, on Instagram and Twitter at the, on the unknown name on no fame pod and then on on facebook the unknown name no fame podcast on facebook and thank you for listening we'll catch you all next week